Hey, Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer and Cody Del Mendo after an exciting Cubs win over the Brewers. We and it. they came back it. and won, Cody. Yeah, they came back and won. You didn't fall asleep. I, I held in there. 0-23 <laughs> entering today when they're down two runs or more this season. The Cubs finally come back and win it. It's Patrick Wisdom with his 11th homer of the season. Cubs win 8-7. to seven. Yeah, uh, Plenty of offense. Yeah. There's, you got a little bit of everything tonight, <laughs> right? Like you had the offense. It was like a little bit of a roller coaster with steel. The bullpen had some moments where they didn't look good, but they also had some moments where it did look good, especially at the end. And 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 even, you know, when I say roller coaster with steel, I mean, I thought it was pretty huge that he was able to go that extra inning in the fifth. Yeah. Whenever he came out there for the fifth with nearly 90 pitches, I didn't feel great. And then he got he got, he got a one, two, three inning. So those middle, the three and four, the third and fourth innings, I know he struggled a little bit in terms of pitch count, but – he was able to give them that fifth inning, which, again, I, I feel like that was huge for Ross and the and the the bullpen at least. That kind of played a factor, and uh, you know, like we like you said, the offense too. They uh, you know, down multiple times, tied it, down again, came back. I mean, it's it's nice to win one, man. After the last couple of days we've had, well, two home runs is a big deal for the Cubs. For you know, sure. when when they can get home runs, it changes that offense because there's just not a lot of big pop anymore in the offense mm-hmm. and so obviously wisdom is a key there Contreras has been hot he gets another one right uh, but Patrick wisdom now with 11 homers now tied with Paul Goldschmidt Jock Peterson Jorge Soler <laughs> and Kyle Schwarber basically <laughs> basically it's a bunch of former Cubs yeah and wisdom at 11 home runs so I mean let's put it this way he crushed the changeup. I mean, onto the street. I mean, that was a no-doubter that he hit. And uh, I don't remember most of his at-bats earlier in the game. Like, I don't remember thinking, oh, Wisdom's having good looks at the plate. And uh, he took care of that one, though. And that's that's sort of the beauty of his game is that when he does get a hold of one, he can give it a ride. Yeah, he went two for four tonight uh, with a run scored, obviously, in the RBI. Uh, and a walk, so yeah, uh, he was bad. on base three times. Um, you know, he had one strikeout, and we talk about all the time about him limiting the strikeouts. You know he's probably going to strike out at least once every game, uh, but if he could ever consistently limit, you know, less than two every game, you probably get some decent production out of him. Um, yeah, no, he uh, – I, uh, I saw a tweet from uh, Michael Sarami over at Bleacher Nation – Wisdom's now tied for 10th most homers in not just the National League, but in baseball. I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) But that's a, you know, that's a reason that he's here, too. You know, normally a guy that would strike out that much Mm -hmm. and was still in the minor leagues, his career would be over. But but the power is there. He plays good third base. um, For the most part. Yeah. By the way, nice play by Nico Horner. In that ninth inning. In the ninth inning, and a nice pick out of the out of the ground by Higgins at first. Right. Um, that was a big play because the way that things were going for the Cubs the last six games, uh, you know, if, if Higgins doesn't make that pick or if Horner, you know, makes a bad throw, it just sets in the, oh, no, here we go again. Oh, for sure. And, like, 
admittedly for me, I had the, oh, no, here we go again, at least five different times a night. But, uh, yeah, it, it was nice that one, two, three, ninth inning, Robertson increased the trade value. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was it's just nice to not have any stress in that ninth inning, really. Yeah, Scott Crawford on the chat says Wisdom's going to put one over the rooftops by the end of the year. The way he hits them, like, they're like moonshots, all of them. They're either like lasers or moonshots. One of the very few things, and this is so minor, that I don't like about the the Wrigley renovation is that you can't see the ball go onto the street very often. Like, yeah. very rarely if the ball goes onto the street do you actually see it go onto the street. You just kind of see everybody turn around. Mm-hmm. But it used to be fun to kind of watch the ball bounce, bounce around out, yeah. in, out there. So, I mean... Uh, the ball hawks don't get quite as many as they used to, but that was one they definitely had a shot at yeah. tonight. Uh, let's talk about Christopher Morrell. Leading off Savior. again, he's, he's, I mean, he's been spectacular. Yeah. Um, Everyone's all about Morrell in the chat. Yeah, 14 Those, straight games on yeah. base, breaking the Cubs record uh, to start his career, and now has an 11-game hitting streak, a triple in this one. Yeah. Um, and again... Just that injection of energy into the veins of the Cubs offense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's screaming at the dugout. Then then they bring in a new pitcher. He's over there high-fiving guys over at third base. Yeah. Uh, he just brings uh, fun to the game. Yeah, he, you know, one for four tonight with the run, scored in the, in the walk. And, uh, you know, making Cubs history franchise record now for games, uh, cons- yeah. consecutive games, uh, getting on base. And yeah, he's just kind of been that lightning pole at the at the top of the lineup, man. It's it's so fun. It really is. You you wish you could you could work in a few more wins with it, but he is the one thing right now with this Cubs team that fans are just clinging on to. Like we thought we were gonna do it with Say, and we still could. He's had some great moments. Right. Obviously, Wilson is is gonna always be our guy. Um Horner's really taking a big step this year. But like, as far as new guys coming up and just like kind of taking taking a job, honestly, like Morel is has become yes. that. Like I, for every game that he keeps playing well, I keep I keep contemplating: Do I go buy the jersey yet? Like, do I go buy it? Well, the obvious shirt is out already. Uh, right. You know. Yeah. So it's been. I I would have said a week ago that if he had a couple bad games, that maybe they still would have sent him down. I think at this point he's up here for a little bit. Yeah, it would. He'd have be, to have a longer stretch of struggling to be. Yeah, you know he's he's kind of shown them that somebody else is going to have to pay the price in the roster spot. Yeah, because he deserves to be here. I agree. There and it, to me, it, it shouldn't matter who it is. I I genuinely don't care who it is as long. I mean, obviously, as long as it makes sense. Yeah, but uh, Morel. He, there's no way you can send send him back to my, the minor leagues after what he's doing. So he's really taking the opportunity and and really just excelling in it. Yeah, and I want to. I still want to hear what David Ross has to say about why he decided to put him at leadoff. Like, mm-hmm. what experiences the the Cubs have had made them think this kid's not going to be overwhelmed by sticking him at the top of a major league lineup mm-hmm. right out of the gate, basically in his major league career. I know there were some other spots that he hit at but like once he got to this leadoff spot he doesn't I don't think he's leaving there for a while I don't they shouldn't they got something not only is he playing well but he's playing well in the leadoff spot 
like 878 OPS. He's batting 283. I mean, that you can't ask for better out of the leadoff hole. I mean, I know he didn't bat lead off the first what five games, probably five. I don't what he's been up here for what eleven games. But probably the first like two or three, four games, he I don't think he hit out of the leadoff. But I know over the last week or so, it's he's been up there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's taken every everything thrown at him and just really excelled at. And, and again, zero strikeouts tonight, like. You can't ask for more out of this kid. And then the energy, you know, when he slid into third base after that triple, I I mean, that entire crowd was like electrified. We're talking about a yeah. We're talking about a 19 and 29 Cubs team where the like the what let's be real, the ballpark is no not nearly as full as it's been the last 6 7 years for obvious reasons. And this guy got this like got the whatever crowd that was there like excited and like that's that's what the cubs need not only as an organization but like as fans too because we just need someone to like be excited about help us get past what happened last july stuff like that you know what i mean and he's he's just really doing it it's it's really been fun to watch isaac in the chat says he's a spark plug i mean i'm dozing there a little bit on the couch you know me i'm, <laughs> I'm kind of fading in and out but i don't miss right. a morel at bat right now no, you know no, it's no. it's that appointment television where when you know he's coming up you want and frankly nico's the same way he didn't have the results mm-hmm. but nico hit the ball hard and every time he came up you want to see it and you know you can't say too much about wilson Contreras. you know we talked about him in the pregame show uh we may mention the Heyman stuff later in this show yeah but two for four he had the homer in the 116 the miles an hour the home yeah. run to start that was yeah. just a which is the now the missile like it was second for in Cubs franchise history in the stat cast era. So that's yeah. since 2015. Only Kyle Schwarber has a harder hit home run, was like 117 miles per hour in 2018. Yeah. Contreras. Del metrics, the Del metrics yeah. era. Analytics guy since May 17th. <laughs> um, another guy that we haven't even mentioned yet, Clint Frazier. Yeah, he had a good game. Two hits tonight, batting average up to 214. He was hitting like 130 going into this right. game, something like that. He had he had accumulated a, like a couple walks in like yesterday like in the two games yesterday struck out a few times tonight he walked twice and got two hits he had the blunder on the bases uh, that I, that allow eventually the Brewers took the lead again it was a bad pick it was a bad pickoff that was just one thing that we can sit here and complain about and if the Cubs would have lost we definitely would be talking about it a lot more <laughs> but for the sake of is he part? Is he something that the Cubs can use? Can he be part of the future? Tonight was exactly what we've been waiting to see from Clint Frazier. So it's nice to see him not only get the consecutive starts, but also produce right in the middle of the lineup behind Ian Happ tonight. Yeah, it's, yes. it's exciting stuff. It's about, again, some of these guys getting opportunities. And until we see them get enough at-bats, enough opportunities... You can't make judgments. Um, yes, he was picked off in the fifth inning, but in the second inning, Hap has the triple, and then first and third, nobody out. That was a disappointment. You had Simmons and Rivas both strike out mm-hmm. before Morrell flies out to end the inning. Missed opportunity, and you're sitting there going, okay, Rivas has had an opportunity, and he's been struggling at the plate. He's down to like 200. Yeah. 
I'm more worried about Simmons getting the playing time, although we've seen the value he has to the team in that when they had nobody to put out there, defensively they struggled and we were like, okay, where is Simmons? So I'm not saying he doesn't have value to the team. He does. But when you're referring to at-bats the rest of this first half of the season, I want to see Madrigal every day at second base. And if he's not at second base, then I want Morrell. That's because Morrell needs to play second base that day. But one of those two guys should be playing second. And Simmons Simmons should very rarely be in that mix. Simmons, I mean, when the Cubs signed Simmons, obviously everyone was mad because everyone wanted Correa. I didn't – I mean – I wouldn't say I was mad. I was more just like, okay, there has to be another move coming after this. It, underwhelming. It, it was very underwhelming, yes. And I thought, okay, at the very least, at least he'll bring really solid defense. And with this team getting a little bit healthier now, you got two guys you can play at second, and that's either Morrell or Magical. Simmons can go back and just be a defensive replacement that I thought he was going to be brought in for. Right. You can't, like, his... Granted, he did put the ball in play the second time around that allowed the Cubs event to he actually yes. drove in a run. Yes, I will give did. him credit for that. But in that second inning when the Cubs had two on and no out, Revo stri- striking out and then he struck out. That was just brutal. And I didn't really understand why Rivas was in the lineup tonight cuz Lauer's a lefty, Rivas a lefty. I know we got to see if he can go up against lefties more often than not, but Again, Lauer has one of the highest strikeout rates in in all of baseball, or at least the National League. I didn't like the matchup with him and, and Rivas, and we saw it in the first at bat. Uh, so then, when Simmons, like he just he has four years of track on the track record of not being a good hitter. Like I don't know what else we got to see, uh, but at this point, with the young guys that the Cubs have, you. I think Simmons is defensive replacement, and so what if you can't move him at the deadline for anything? Right. Like who Correct. cares? You got Correct. enough people that you're, <clears> you're not getting a huge that. haul for him anyway. Right. So you're not yet. It, what he would have had to have an OPS over 800 and over 150 at bats for the Cubs to maybe be able to get something for him, and he's nowhere near that, and he's not going to get that. What what he brings to this Cubs team, though, he does bring a veteran presence. And he does bring good defense. Just play Morrell or Magical at second base unless there's another injury. There's only one reason why Simmons was even really playing and why we needed him to play every day. And that was for defense and because a bunch of guys were hurt. You need to get Magical at bats. And with Morrell's versatility, you can if you don't want to play Magical one day because of a matchup or something, you can play Morrell at second. Right. Or or if you don't, you know, then Ortega doesn't play in the outfield and Morell's in the outfield and then maybe Simmons plays that way. But yeah, I agree. He's he's still a good guy to have around defensively. You can stick him in for a Madrigal late in the game if you're trying to hold on to a lead. Right. Um, maybe somebody in the league is looking for a little defense at the trade deadline. That's that's okay. But again, I, I would prefer to see the younger guys. Do, does yeah. Simmons have a place on the roster right now? Yes. Um, but... I want to see what Madrigal really has to offer. Um, Now that his bat, you know, David Ross said it going into the game, like Madrigal has wanted to show this, but the back has been bothering him since spring training. And he wants to prove that the player he is, and he wants to prove that he's the player that the Cubs think he is. 
Um, mm-hmm. But with the bad back, it was off to a slow start. And anybody that's had any kind of bad back knows, and I'm going to make an excuses, but like you've had any kind of bad back, you, you sneeze, you cough, <laughs> you, 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 you turn one way, like your back hurts. So imagine trying to get your swing straight when you're struggling early in the season. Difficult. So hopefully he's right now, and hopefully we'll see him really start to take off this season and give the guys another contact batter mm-hmm. that can, you know, give us some base runners for guys like Patrick Wisdom. Right. You know, so that that's kind of the goal. Now, the other thing that we we noticed early in the game, and we were like, what is going on? Have the Cubs turned back the clock? Do they think it's the 80s? They're stealing bases as if they're playing small, but like they, they've eliminated the home run except for today from their roster because they had Higgins, Contreras, and Wisdom. Yeah. But they're stealing bases. Like I thought the stolen base was basically gone mm-hmm. from baseball. It's almost like the Cubs think they have Ricky Henderson. Right. You know, I think they had two more in this game. They did. Frazier and, and Wisdom. And for some reason, I felt like there was one or two well, more in there. <laughs> I think Contreras got to second on an uncontested throws, but that was also, you know, in my eyes, that's still a stolen base. They've stolen a base in 11 straight games for the first time since 1989. <laughs> what? It's wild. It's, I mean, it, it, I know base running or <clears throat> stealing bases is kind of by the analytics guys. Again, analytics guys since May 17th, you know, all the analytics people will tell you that, like, it's just a much bigger, higher risk now to steal yeah. bases. The Cubs stole – I'm pretty sure the Cubs stole those bases when they were trailing, too. I have no idea what the Brewer – like, what Caratini was thinking. I mean, he made it up with his offense tonight, yeah. unfortunately. But, like, I don't know why they didn't try to throw out any of the Cubs runners tonight. I mean, I know that Wisdom and Frazier, I mean, they're not yachty slow, but, like, they're not speedsters. It's just un- it's just unexpected. I guess <laughs> yeah. home runs are down in baseball. Home runs are down on the Cubs. Yeah. And this team needs to find a way to kind of spark the offense because they haven't had a lot going. And yeah. apparently stolen bases is something they're going to, you know, if, if they're there, they're, they're going to look at it a little more often. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody on the chat just say, didn't. Simmons just win a game with some of his defense. No, he's played he's played good defense. I'm not saying yeah, that. He's played good defense. Uh, and it's not sure. necessarily anything against the way Simmons is playing. Right. Uh my point is this team is fairly far back from the 500 mark yeah. and I want to see the younger guys play more often. Yeah. And I think we will see Madrigal play more often. Yeah, I won't be surprised <laughs> if Madrigal is starting tomorrow. Yeah, I mean he had a single tonight even though it was like an infield hit. Um what 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 we've talked about at ends about Madrigal is we need more line drives from him. Whenever he was playing very well with the White Sox, he got a lot of his hits off line drives into the gaps. Whether they were singles or if they did manage to go to the wall and he was able to get doubles, that's where his value is because he doesn't walk a lot. Even though he did work a really good at bat in his second at bat tonight, it ended up being it should have been a double play, but uh, Keston Hura sucks at defense and uh, overthrew a ball, allowing the inning to extend. But he did work a really good at bat, was down 0-2, got it all the way to 3-2, and, you know, again, put the ball in play. It was in the eighth – or no, seventh inning, I believe. 
again, two at bats. And like I said in pregame, I said I wouldn't be surprised if we see Madrigal in the middle of the game. Right. So I I <clears throat> predict that he'll be in the lineup tomorrow. Probably bat ninth. That's where I would put Magical right now. It's kind of like that second leadoff spot or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's a good fit there. Yeah. I think it's a good fit there. We just need to see the abats. Like you said, he's he's got to work himself out of like that April slump that he was in. Um, because if he doesn't, then we got bigger problems, honestly. I see. Uh, like Madrigal, Robbie's coming back from a lower back injury. So they have that in common. Two athletes right there. <laughs> athletes. Um, yeah, and, you know, we, we do know, I think it's the sixth that David Bodie becomes eligible again to yeah. come back. And so that'll be a factor. And you also factor in the freak injury to VR right. over the weekend. Because <laughs> uh, I would have said VR is the guy that would potentially be in the mix for losing a spot. Yeah. Um, maybe Rivas, Ortega, or somebody like that. But... Um, Again, Bodie can also play a lot of different positions. Yeah, like he can play third. He can play second mainly. I've, he's played a little bit of short, but he mainly plays second or third. Um, and he's good defensively. Like right. he, I always thought Bodie, in the right role, he can be mm-hmm. a very useful piece. And, like, when he was at, like, his best years with the Cubs were definitely 2018, 2019, where – there was no way he was starting every day. He'd come in defensive replacement or get in a bat, a couple of bats in a game if he came in the middle of it, and he'd get a start here now, every now and then or whatever. And then last year, I mean, it was really bad for him because he was pushed into a starting role and just, like, really did not excel at it at all. Um, so I am looking forward to seeing him come back just to, you know, be an added depth piece. But when he does, I am curious to see who they – you know, remove because they're going to have to remove someone. Well, some of the question marks, some of the exploring will change. Yeah. You know, I think they know what they have in David Bodie and I'd agree on a really good team. David Bodie is a nice piece to have. Mm -hmm. Um, Morell is potentially going to be a younger version of that is what it's looking like. He can kind of do that for that matter. Nico's a very similar player. Nico could have some flexibility, but he's kind of grabbing shortstop right now. So, you, you let him go with it. So, I, I don't know. Um, Robbie says, Cubs are overachieving for a rebuild. It can be irritating, but we're getting there. How how the how the chat changes on a night of, I, the, of the win? I, I don't know if they're uh, overachieving. What's the record now? 21 and 29. 21 and, 20 and 29. My 20 and 29. Yeah. I wouldn't call them overachieving, but they are getting good evaluation on some players that they wanted to see grow who are definitely improving for sure. Yeah. And that's, that's the best news of this season as, as painful as some of the losses have been. I mean, the wins are nice. <laughs> and then you could, there's usually not always, but usually there's something you can take away from the losses as far as young players like morale has been the one positive you can take from every loss that's happened the last week and a half. What, uh, what do you think of Justin Steele? Obviously better than his last outing. Yeah. So like I said earlier, you know, he um it was kind of a roller coaster for him when he got through the first and second inning pretty pretty easy and then that third and fourth inning got a little got a little wild. Uh walked he had like four walks tonight, I believe. Yeah, he had four walks, six strikeouts, three earned runs. What he gave up the three runs. I think it was Hira who got that RBI mm-hmm. uh double. Uh, or single or something. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. I'm I'm looking at the box score right now. 
Um, but you know, that's what, I mean, the, if there's anything I heard him tonight was the walks because it upped his pitch count and he, that didn't allow him to go into the six, but yeah, he three, was three walks. He, yeah. he was, he was better tonight than he was against Cincinnati. Um, and he, and I thought he really did battle, uh, to really get through that fifth inning because I thought of the fifth inning was his best inning. Uh, all things considered, because in the third and fourth inning, he had really, really labored and just trying to get out of the innings. And that's why I was surprised to see that Ross was going to let him go back out there. Um, but he let him go out there, and he went out there and, and proved, like, hey, I can still do this. I, I still think the it's there's still – I still don't know. Like, yeah, we were talking about earlier, especially after you give the three runs, we're sitting on the couch, and we're like, maybe they could, like, flip Steele and, and, and Thompson – in the roles or whatever, and I could I could see that happening later in the season, right? Like you know, I I, I think he's I think Steele is is a major league pitcher. Like mm-hmm. five innings and three runs is not a terrible outing against the Brewers, right? Right. I mean, like it's just not. Um, and he's a little inconsistent right now, but he mm-hmm. he's looking for stuff. And again. The season's about exploring, Cody. So that's why I want to I want to see him have these opportunities, and I want to see him have the chance to bounce back like he did tonight. Was it, uh, you know, seven shutout innings? No, it wasn't. But yeah, um, it was better. It oh for sure and, it was and, better. And, and and I I feel like Steele can be a very solid four or five starter. Like that's that's yes. what I think that his role on a major league team could be if he's going to be a starter. And the only reason we were talking about maybe flipping him in, in, in Thompson's roles is clearly Thompson has been not only more consistent, but just better. Like there's no doubt, like no doubt in that. And Steele showed last year, he was good out of the bullpen too. So if things do not, you know, get better for Steele, maybe, maybe, like doesn't get better, but doesn't get worse. Like if this is what it is, then maybe yeah, a solid four or five starter. But at the same time, like after we get to the end of the year, if he shows a little bit of growth, but you know Thompson's, you know, yeah, keeps growing too. Like then you can, like I said, we can you can flip the the two roles going to next year. I don't know, but I do think both guys are going to be part of this team next year, and they're. Their, their role will be more significant for sure. At the very least, both guys have shown you this year they belong in the big leagues. I be, yeah. You know, I, this guy struck out Christian Yelich a few times tonight, at least. Yes, I know at least yes. once. Uh, you're going to have, they're young players. You're going to have inconsistency. You're going to have nights where they're not at their best. Um, but I, whether it's, like you said, I think there's a role. We just don't know what that defined role is going to be just quite yet with Steele. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I'm sure that Brendan will be able to wax poetic about all the different analytics that make him a guy that right. either is or is not meant for the starting rotation. Uh, on an upcoming podcast, the pitch doctor will be delivering once again. Uh, so the Cubs win 8-7. to seven. Mm-hmm. That's the good news of the night. Cody, <laughs> what about your uh, gambling? Uh, so the bad news is I lost every bet tonight. Uh, but if I have to bet the Brewers or bet against the Cubs for the rest of the season to, to like, churn out Ws, I, I'm i willing to, to like... Sacrifice your sac- team? Yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice my bank account a little bit. Not, <laughs> not, like, a ton of money, but, like, I'm willing to sacrifice just a little bit 
if that's going to give us Cubs W's because I bet the Brewers tonight. I DM Justin Steele and was like, hey, I bet the Brewers tonight. Please let this be motivation for you to go out there and shove. Uh, for the most part, he did go out there and shove. So um, maybe I deserve a little bit of credit tonight. It's a, it's a stretch, but okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I made all my bets on points, but the best way to support CHGO is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO. When you sign up, if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. we got the finals coming up here in a couple days, so take advantage of that feature for the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And if you didn't know, uh, online sign-up is available in Illinois now. Has been for the last couple months. Uh, and you can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. I say it every show. If Luke can do it, so can you. It's really that easy. Doesn't matter how good you are with technology or not, you can sign up and do it. Because <laughs> if Luke can do it, anyone really can. It's a hidden jab. <laughs> Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever. So you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet, live your bet life with. Points bet gaming problem call 1 800 522 4700. Ooh, Cody, I've got to tell you about OWN. OWN? OWN. Oh, is that the that stuff that's in our fridge? Only what you need. That's right. OWN <laughs> is a 100% plant based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are, ready for this, free of artificial ingredients. They are allergen friendly. There's no gluten, no dairy and easily digestible. Ooh. Huh? I heard stuff. about own from the Chicago Bears quarterback, Justin Fields. Oh. Jay Fields is on the stuff. QB1? Yeah, he oh. follows a plant-based diet. Own and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveown.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Join me and Justin Fields and try own only what you need. I forgot to bring one in here. We put, there's different flavors. There's strawberry, strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, I think a salted caramel. Yes. Yeah. We put a couple in the fridge and we were going to try them tonight and I forgot they were in there. So. Oh yeah. I might drink one Thursday. I'm going to, I might take one home actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I'm going to take some home. Probably try one tomorrow. Might try one on my way home. It's burning up in here. I need something to drink. Studio B, like a furnace oh, in here. Yeah. I know the game was hot, but Sheesh. feels like it Wrigley yesterday during the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> we we have a visitor in the studio. You can wait. Yeah, let sure, her come over here. She's a good girl. What's her name? Billy. Billy. Oh yeah, she's B I L L I E. Where's she at? Come here, Billy. This is Billy great. Is a three great month old bad puppy. audio. Hi. Where are you, Billy? She's right here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, she no, no. Me. She's had enough. Oh, 
Okay. Is that enough? Is that enough? It's maybe She's the tiniest puppy the, you've ever seen. Literally the size of my thigh. Just maybe. Just for ratings <laughs> alone, we'll probably get her on the air here in a little bit. <laughs> um, we're hoping that Ryan Herrera is going to be able to join us from Wrigley Field uh, and find out some about the injury updates and different things that mm-hmm. are going on. Um, one of them is that Adbert Alzali, David Ross said before the game, is getting evaluated in the near future to determine what his throwing program will be. Yep. I'm curious what, and I would like to ask Ryan as to, what do you think is a realistic season for Adbert Alzali at this point? I think for the Cubs, you... I feel like the... Going into this year, you kind of knew what you are going to get out of Albert Alzali because last year it was like the prove it, like prove that you can be a starter or, or whatever. And, like, la- honestly, like he had an innings limit last year, I believe. So, like, that's why he was a bull- in the bullpen at the end of the year. Right. But he was really good as a starter as well. A little inconsistent, couldn't ever go. Like, he had a few starts where he went seven innings, six, seven innings. And then he had starts where he 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 struggled, and he obviously and he gave up a lot of homers to left-handed hitters. So for for me, what I would like to see from Alzelay is improvement against left-handed hitters, and yes. just just show that you still got the stuff and that you can stay healthy. Because I do think that he can really be something for the Cubs, whether it's out of the bullpen or you know as a starter some way. I I don't I don't know. Like it, we we we. I don't know what the the Cubs starting rotation is going to look like next year. Right now, if you know, we'll probably include Caleb Killian, Keegan Thompson's like really pushing pu- for that. Pushing for that, you know, Steele is you know we just talked about it. He's up and down, but like there's no reason that you know he there's no reason to take him out of the, out of the rotation right now. You assume they're not trading Stroman and Hendricks, right. but maybe I'm assuming too much. I mean, but that would Stroman, be four spots in the rotation right, right there. Stroman Steel could be a fifth. Alzali could be a fifth. Right. I I personally don't think they should trade Stroman, but they could. Uh, but yeah, so like with all these names we're bringing up, we don't really know where Adbert fits in. It's a that's really the injury that's hurt the Cubs the most, in my opinion, this year. Because like I said, I feel like there's a few more wins in there if they were getting consistent starting pitching. Um, and they, they just haven't, <laughs> at least in the first month and a half until Miley came back. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, as far as this year, I think a, a, a productive year for Alzale would just stay would just be staying healthy and show an adjustment to left-handed hitters. Yeah, and, I, I again, I don't really care if it's starting or the bullpen. I kind of feel like it might be bullpen. I think they might just ease him back in that way, but yeah. but we'll we'll kind of see what happens uh, when he gets back. I don't think it's close. They're just talking about starting a throwing program. We've heard uh, minor leagues Braylon Marquez may start throwing here. Like that's another big like, what's going on? Yeah, right. It's one of those where you just want to know what's happening because uh, both have been at one point. Those would be the two names you would hear pitching-wise, in the minor leagues, right? Those were, like, yeah. the two big names. Right, yeah. Marquez, especially, was once a top 100 prospect. Now he's fallen out and didn't pitch at all last year, hasn't pitched this year. It's, but he's still young. He's still young, still very young, uh, and you're hoping that once you bring him, once you can get him back, that he can become a factor. I mean, we saw him pitch one inning for the Cubs in 2020 against the White Sox at the end of that, you know, 60-game stretch or whatever you want to call it. 
he's got the he's got the velocity. Uh, Looks seems like he's got the stuff in general, but can he stay healthy? Like, and that's like the, always the big questions about the pitchers, right? But he's yes. young. He is young though, so you know we're gotta. They gotta the what is it? What is it that Herb says? He always says, "Uh, the best, best ability, ability is, is availability." availability. They, yeah, he's got to become available to actually find out can he be something right. And I and what pains me or not pains me but annoys me is, I swear Jed had said in the off season that like Marquez was in a good spot and that he was healthy and he was gonna be available or ready for spring training and then he got COVID. But that I mean not to take not that I don't take COVID seriously, but like right. You figured that he would have been doing some throwing or something, and he hasn't been doing anything. So I don't know if they just use that as an excuse or what, but like I genuinely have no idea why he hasn't really been doing much. Vanilla Chill is saying, wasn't he once our number one prospect? The answer is yes. He was. And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the COVID part because I heard Steve Stone on the radio today talking about Yoan Mankata. And the question was posed to him is, what's going on with Mankata? Some people are wondering if he's a long-termer from COVID. Like, he, he just he hasn't been at, as good at baseball as he was in 2019 prior to having COVID. Yeah. And I don't know if that's what's going on with Marquez. He's had other injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does seem like it's taken a long time for him to just get back on track. Yeah. And, and again, I, I'm not trying to say that I don't take COVID seriously or anything like that. It's just... They haven't really said anything to like, right? Like they they talked about it, everything that happened last year, but they haven't really give like been like said anything to like why he hasn't done anything this year. So, and I don't know if that's uh, a medical reason, like they can't tell you for legal reasons, right? Uh, what's going on with him? But it does seem odd that we don't know. Personally, I just haven't heard that much about him. Yeah, it's just that he's not throwing. Right, but I did read somewhere very recently that he is seems to be at least on that path. So well, that's good news. That's that's something we hope to find out about. Um, hey, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk free bets up to two grand, but if you make a fifty or more dollar first time deposit, you receive that free CHGO mem- membership, which unlocks all of our web content. Ryan Herrera, Jared Willis, Vinny Duber doing the White Sox. Uh, you can get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. You could choose this one, or, or you could choose one. that one, or you could choose another one. There's a lot of them there, but these are two of the sweetest. Uh, <laughs> you can go there, and if you have any questions, make sure you email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out in case you missed it. Online sign-up available in Illinois. Download that PointsBet app right now and register your account start to finish all from your phone. You're signing up with the fastest sports book. It's easier than ever, and you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. So do uh, you want to know a fun fact, Luke? I love fun facts. <laughs> Hit me. Me and you had zero strikeouts tonight. Christian Yelich had three. Seems good to me. Yeah. Now, he did have a triple that we didn't Man, have. Who cares? But he did strike out three times. <laughs> he did strike out in that ninth inning, too. That's right. So, uh, I just want to throw that jab out there. 
anytime you can throw a Christian Yelich jab out there. I mean, I, if you want me to get a little bit more serious, his defense wasn't that great in that in that full run inning. No. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit in the previous segment about roster moves and where guys go. Yeah. And we know that the August 2nd trade deadline, well, there'll be tons of movement then. We know there will be for the Cubs unless they go on some sort of miraculous 20-game winning streak. They're almost certainly sellers. They might not admit that now, but they're almost certainly sellers right. at the trade deadline as expected. Uh, we talked a little bit about this in the pregame show, but John Heyman uh, with just a little nugget in one of his <clears throat> reports saying the Cubs will want an arm and a leg for Contreras is what he's hearing. <laughs> yeah, Again, this is leg. not um, breaking news by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Uh, it's not something that is surprising. No, shouldn't be. Shouldn't be, Um, you know, and honestly, if the Cubs have decided they're trading Wilson Contreras, this is probably the Cubs putting that out there that they're going to want a lot, you know, like they're, they may have decided in their minds already that they're not re-signing them. And so they're trying to push the market towards them by getting these reports well, out there. But look at his numbers right now. He's got a 907 OPS. He's batting 271. You know, he's. What, how many homers? He's got eight homers. Um, he's played great defense. I mean, I know the framing has always been the one thing. He's been but, his best year. Right. But been he, his best year in the majors, I'd say. Yeah, it's far and away his <clears> best <throat> year in the majors. He's throwing runners out. And, again, you're not going to find great catchers like him every day. Uh, so what my point is here, other than the fact that that's why the Cubs should keep him, exactly is, is that – the Cubs should demand an arm and a leg, another arm and a leg, and <laughs> anything else for this guy because they should they should honestly get a better haul than they did for Bryant, Baez, or Rizzo, and they got great hauls out of those three guys. Tough position for teams to fill, big yeah. time. Um, do you have a problem with them not running on the double? Um, I mean, it's not the first time he's done that. It's not. I do he think just we like, have to hold guys... We definitely have to hold equally people accountable. accountable. And I know people would jump all over Starlin Castro and people yep. jumped all over Javi Baez. Yep. Yep. Wilson is occasionally guilty of it as well. Right. Um, I think generally the guy gives a hundred percent almost every day. Yeah. Uh, There's times he has he, he he's a showman. Yeah. And he gets caught up in it every once in a while. And so while I'm not saying uh, we were watching the game, and I believe the phrase "he doesn't respect 90 comes up <laughs> from our producer. From Natalie. our producer Natalie, <laughs> and and sometimes he doesn't respect 90. He was clearly yeah. watching it, and he acknowledged when he was at second base how bad it was. Yeah, because he didn't just kind of slowly run down to first. I don't know if he thought it was totally foul. I don't know what he, he was. just straight up stopped. He completely just stopped. Yeah, and he probably would have been at third. Now the positive is he scored anyway. He scored anyway. Yeah. And I will say this, how many times has he hit a ground ball or something on the infield and he's running that ball out hard? I know lately he hasn't been doing that because of the hamstring. Correct. But when he's 100% healthy and, and, and playing, which most of this year he has been, he's busting it down to first base. Yes. So it's on not the base like paths, he's usually yeah. busting it. It's just out of the box sometimes. Yeah. He'll give you a little show sometimes. Especially when he a hits watch. a fly ball or something yeah. like that. And, and again, 
it would be different if the Cubs had lost and he didn't score because of, yes. of, of him. And we would be, you know, but you take, it's one of those things we used to say about Javi Baez. You take, you take the good with the bad. At least that's what I always say. Yeah. Cause he was, you know, we well, drove he in two. He scored two. He right. had a home run. He had a double. Right. He got hit by a pitch. Right. He he wasn't Again. even he wasn't even bad tonight. If there if there's anything we can complain about, it was that. That was it. And again, he still ended up scoring and that's fine. I just like yeah, and good good teams, good baseball teams, they don't do things like that. But, you know, the Cubs are what they are, like we said. You know, I don't I'm not trying to spin it to, to that, but you know. I would like to acknowledge that he was hit by a pitch by the Brewers again, and there were no, no fights. Yeah, there were no No one even, like, he didn't even, like, There wasn't even a movement. It hit his, like, elbow guard, so, like, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, in the time of the game, like, there, no one had even been hit by a pitch in the game. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't want to say that that entire saga is completely closed, but if it is, Keegan Thompson ended it, so... I don't. That's why I don't I should think be mayor of Chicago. I don't. I don't think it's closed. No. But um, okay. we haven't seen we'll, anything since opening. The opening no, series. we will see. And like you said, they hit him, but it wasn't. Uh, it didn't look painful. It hit the guard, and so he just kind of walked away. It just is sort of unbelievable that the same team hit him again. Yeah, I'll just. I just. Keep I saw saying a stat that. Like, the other I, day that said that he leads baseball in hit by pitches. Well, the elbow sticks out. He like he does stand close to the plate mm-hmm. somewhat, but I don't believe he crowds it any more than many other players. I'd love to know, you know, where he stands in the box compared to other major leaguers. I don't know if that stats out there like like how close they are to the actual plate. Mm-hmm. He might be closer than the average guy, but I bet you he's not closer than every player in Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah, I. When you got more hit by pitches than Anthony Rizzo, that tells me something. That, yeah, I so. mean Rizzo kind of does that dry <laughs> hump thing where he gets hit all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah, he I gets caught on the lean in. You know, that's bad news. He's <laughs> yeah. got no way to get out of the way. Right. Anyway, I'm glad that nothing happened. I, I'm yeah, pretty tired out on that on that whole thing. But if something does happen, you know, I'll, I'll we'll be here to talk about it because I'll, I'll always take any chance to trash the Brewers. But, um, yeah. Uh, Contreras again though, he's just playing very well. The Cubs, if they do trade him, they should. It should be a king's ransom. Like they, yeah. in, in my opinion, like they they should be able to do that. And I know that trades like that aren't being made these days. Like like ones that we've seen the Cubs do in the past. Like you know, like the Jeff Samarja trade and like the you know we the Ryan Dempster trade that landed Kyle Hendricks and the, I mean, Scott Feldman and Pedro Strope, no one even took that trade that serious and it turned into like greatest trade in Cubs history, whatever. Um, but for someone like Contreras, who will probably be an all-star this year and will probably like has consistently been able to play all season. He's healthy. He's having the best year of his career and he's got a track record of being very good, uh, you know, and with, and he's proven that he likes hitting as a DH like there's a lot of value there, whether you whether you want to keep him, not just through the rest of this year, but years beyond too. And again, that's why I want the Cubs to keep him. But and um, he uh, he could be the biggest position player name in free agency. 
Could be. You know, other guys may come out, but I'm just saying, uh, when you have a top three catcher. Outside of Correa. But who's, but look, when a guy's a good. Perhaps. Yeah, if, if he's if he a lot of But like. I haven't checked his numbers in a while. If, if, a, if a catcher like him, who's, you know, good at framing now, who's great at throwing out runners, who has some power, who can run. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a demand for him, for sure. There's going to be a lot of teams that are looking at that, so. And if any team pays attention to Contreras, he clearly is loved by his teammates. He's become the Cubs' leader. You're looking for a spark plug in the postseason, yeah. someone to get the team going. That guy would. I'm get not trying again. I'm not trying to sell him. I think they should re-sign him. Same. And I threw out the possibility in pregame. We're with you, Rhonda. <laughs> I, I I threw out the possibility, which another one, as I think it's a very, 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 very small chance. But if he loves this franchise in this city as much as he says he does. And I believe that we've seen that kind of emotion come out of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Cubs would be willing to like, why, why not have the Cubs say, Hey, we're not going anywhere this season. We're going to trade you away. You give us the Chapman. You give us a chance, a, a legit chance, not like the other guys. Give us a legit chance to sign you in the off season to this deal. You want, we're close. We're not that far off. What if we were able to do that? Could we get some prospects? Would you go play for somebody else for two weeks and not be hurt? Yeah. Two months? Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about this on I don't pre-game. think it's happening. It does, It just doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I'm just saying, hold out hope. And Maybe there's one more possibility out there. Especially, you know, we've talked about it before, but guys go to other teams and they get a taste of what it's like to be in other organizations, how things are done that way, and then the, those players realize, oh, it's not like this everywhere, you know? Right. So... I don't know. I, I, again, I think Contreras should be retained. And, uh, man, they would have to, I, again, for me to be, to get to accept it, they need to, you know, get a, a real haul, a real haul. We're talking about guys who could potentially be playing, at least one guy, who, one or two guys who could play next year, and then, you know, some throw ins. So we'll see what happens with it. Uh, it's going to be miserable as it comes up because I don't want to think about it, but, you know. We will, uh, we will follow it along. Our uh, our <laughs> insider, Ryan Herrera. I heard the noise. <laughs> Ryan, it is hello, hello. burning up in here. How's it feel? Studio there? B is on fire right now. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, it was it was it was. Can a you lot see hotter. the sweat on my face? <laughs> no, can you see the sweat on mine? No, no it's, I not, it's warm. You're in not here. sweating like you were the the other day. Yeah, I feel like every time I hop in, Cody, the first thing he says is he has to call me out for sweating a little bit. Like, but <laughs> so so what what were they saying after the game ryan we know you've been there a long time uh what you know was there any talk about uh Contreras, first of all not running we were just kind of discussing that recently not running out of the box uh no there wasn't any talk about that i mean i i, I think you saw in the video the replay just kind of like yeah you know, he was even telling dug out right away he's like it's like it's on me like patting his chest like it's on me um no I, it was <laughs> it was much more of a happy vibe than that yeah, <laughs> considering considering the W, so we didn't get into that. But we did get into, um, you know, one of the things that it, it was 116 mile per hour. That it was a line drive. Any slower probably doesn't get out, but he banks it off that little scoreboard into the basket. Um, and it was kind of funny. I actually just tweeted this out, but it was kind of funny. Uh, you know, we we asked him like, how, you know, he's hitting the ball a lot harder than he ever has. You know, average exit velocity higher than any other season in his career. Are you asking? 
why or how, what adjustments did you make? What changes did you make? Like what's helping you hit the ball so hard this year? He's just like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't know what's going on to be honest. Like it, it was pretty funny, but I mean, Hey, if there's no, I mean, I, I know you guys were just talking about Wilson uh, when I kind of hopped in, um, but he's playing at an all-star level. You know, he, he got asked to compare it to like the other two seasons. He was an all-star um, and he see, he said it, it feels just kind of like those seasons, like very comparable to, to those seasons. So, um, yeah, no, that, to answer your question, we didn't talk about him not running out of the box, but we'll talk about that later when we get to who you got. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure we will. Let's, let's just address that right now. I won who you got. Wilson won it. I mean, he had two runs driven in. He scored two runs. He was hit by a pitch. Uh, he had a double, an RBI double. And he had a home run. Home I mean, run. it wasn't even close tonight. He did strike out once. I, I, um, I, 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 at one I point, I said to Cody, are, I said, do I get two points for this? It was so dominant. <laughs> no, I th- I, no, I think you are kind of blowing that up a portion because, one, Christopher Morrell had a good had a walk. It was an Okay, that's count. like getting hit by a pitch. Walk. Equal. No, walk, no, but it was an 0-2 count working it all the way to a walk as a rookie. That's hard to do. And it then is, yeah. he's, dancing, he's dancing off first, gets – Caratini to try to pick him off at first. That turns into a, the two runs or whatever it was. So that's that's yeah, points right there. Then a true. triple. Triple's hard. Triple's harder to do than a home run. I'm gonna say that right now. Triple's harder to get at the Yes, it's just not as valuable. Oh, it's funny that your triple only scores with uh, the Contreras double. <laughs> yes, but the Contreras yeah, okay, thank you. That, you know, what? I, I'm gonna tell you, it should have been a triple. Should have been a triple himself. But but he did score right anyways, now. and it didn't matter. I'm gonna tell you right now, knowing knowing Wilson, you know, talking to him, knowing who he is as a player, if, if we showed him this, he would tell you he did not deserve to win. Who you got? Yeah, <laughs> this is this would, is he, this he is the you. thinnest case we've ever had for who you got. Oh, Nico oh, Horner shit. hit the ball no, really hard in the gloves yeah, right. tonight. Yeah, <laughs> right. The way Nico was hitting the ball, I thought you were gonna tell me he was gonna win. Now, come on. Cody, this was this was an obvious one. So it's. Five. Is Luke the one talking about thin arguments when he does that anytime like he Oh yeah, whenever it's reversed. I have a better serious. I have a uh, better chance of, of getting 2 points tonight than you do of getting 1. I Cody has won. 5. I think you And won. we each have 3 now. Yes. 5-3. I you, will I as the guy who uh had no chance, I will I will give Luke the win here. It would have donged in 11 ballparks, that's what I'm told by Kevin. Yeah, that's what Kevin's saying on the which one? Uh, Contreras had two yeah. hits. Morel had one. He did have the walk. I'll give you that, Ryan. But, again. The RBIs. The the RBIs and Contreras did get the team on the board. Mm. Get the good vibes also going. Put him, also uh, put them ahead. Twice. Yeah. Put them ahead, ahead twice. twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, 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 Luke, Luke, I, I know you won. I, I give you the win. Okay. Okay. I that's think, all I want. I, I just think, I just think you're like making it seem like, like Morrell had no shot. He had a great game. Right. Well, he had a, he did have a good game. We, we, the whole first part of the podcast, we were talking about how, literally how great he was. <laughs> but like, yeah. was it better than Contreras tonight? No, but I, I like what I see out of Morrell. I mean, he, your your first argument should have been he set a franchise record tonight, breaking one of Contreras' That's records. True. That's true. That that should have... Oh, that was... Attorney to attorney, that would have been my first argument. <laughs> I broke your guy's franchise record. Damn. My brother's, in, my brother's a lawyer. I should know that. Yeah, see, you got to <laughs> run some of this stuff by him. Um, uh, 
what oh, anything yeah. else there? I mean, we thought uh, Steele wasn't, um, you know, he wasn't locked down or shoving necessarily, but he was better, much better than he was last outing. Yeah, I mean, we asked him, and he said like, he felt like he was better too. Obviously, that third inning was just a little bit of a struggle. Um, he said he, uh, you know, wasn't really getting a lot of like early count outs, like because he, I mean, he probably threw like nearly twenty pitches every inning. Um, you know, at least 15, getting closer to 20 every inning. Um, I mean, he just said, like, he, he like felt better. He felt good. Uh, just wasn't getting a lot of early outs, like er, uh, outs early in the count. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then that third inning, three runs, like that just was a more of a struggle. Um, but also, you know, him and Rossi both obviously like the fact that he uh, got, got through the fifth, considering the week and considering the injuries and considering – Wade Miley's on the I.L. and Drew Smiley might be joining him. We don't know that for sure, but it, we haven't really gotten any update on that. Uh, but just, yeah, being able to get through five innings, not, you know, force the bullpen to cover six or five or six innings themselves. Like, that's that helps, obviously. Um, but, yeah, like like you said, Luke, not, you know, it wasn't it, – it, he wasn't facing the Diamondbacks, so he didn't have – he wasn't he didn't turn into, into Cy Young. <laughs> uh, Cy, Cy Young version of Steel like we've seen, but it was definitely, uh, you know, it, it was a solid start and it was actually, you know, a good sign from him that he kind of got through that third inning and was able to bounce back and get two more innings and, again, try to you know, save, save that bullpen as much as he could. Has uh, Wisdom talked at all about, like, what he's been able to do, just kind of turning things around a little bit? I mean, there was a stretch there where, Everybody was saying DFA, DFA, DFA. Now he's got 11 home runs, the same amount as Schwarber, the same amount as Solaire, the same amount as who are the other guys I mentioned. There's a bunch of former Cubs. Yeah, Schwarber. Did you say Schwarber? Schwarber, Solaire. He's the he's tied for 10th most homers in baseball. I mean, he, yeah, he is right. providing something the Cubs don't have a lot of, and that is power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's 11 home runs. And it's kind of funny. We uh, I want to say it was earlier today. I mean, this is just kind of a tangent, but um, you know, the Cubs are stealing bases a lot more often right now. Like, I think you that's can what tell we talked it's like about. Something we, something we don't, we haven't seen from the Cubs in years. I looked it up. They had so eleven straight games of uh, with a stolen base. They haven't had an eleven-game streak since nineteen eighty-nine. They in just in, in just the like since the year two thousand, only two streaks have reached seven games. Um, which, you know, streaks are different than just, like, piling them up, whatever. Right. Uh, but even then, it's like, you, we're, we're noticing that he's stealing, stealing a lot more. Um, and we kind of asked Ross, like, is it based on the personnel and stuff like that? Um, basically, he was saying, you know, trying to, try to maximize, you know, the, the run scoring opportunities. <laughs> but he also includes, like, he's like, I, he's like, you can fact check me on it, but I don't think we run that much in front of Patrick Wisdom. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't need to get a guy from first base and the second base and Patrick Wisdom is out there because – there's a lot of times he might just drive him in from first because he cranks it all the way over the wall, right? right. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean Patrick Wisdom. He's, I mean, he talked about early in the season, you know, working on laying off, you know, the high fastballs and stuff. And that's it seems so simple, and it seems like, oh, like you, sh- you should lay off high fastballs, right? But it, it seems to be something that's working for him. And he he talked about it again today, just not chasing, uh, especially in that last at bat, kind of. Um, you know, th- three, two count and, or yeah, it's full count. Um, and just knowing that you're going to get a strike and, and trying not to chase. And again, it seems so simple. Um, 
but it's clearly turned into I, I don't even I mean he's still striking out a lot we know that um but there's also the times that like today he's working really long counts I think in the first three at bats he had seen like 25 pitches or something like that um so I think that that just goes to the idea that even though he is striking out and a lot of those are ending in strikeouts he is you know working counts laying off bad pitches if you know getting deeper into counts and then obviously you know gets rewarded with that that home run and there they well, he was the star of the game yeah i just looked him up on fan graphs i don't know if this includes the stats for tonight but if it was going into tonight his strikeout rates down to 38.3 percent i just like to point out that on the infamous rant day it was at like 41 percent so it's slowly but surely going down. And I agree with Ryan. He has been working longer counts. Uh, sometimes they still result in strikeouts. But I do feel like he has been putting the ball in play a little bit more. Uh, 116 WRC plus has a 0.7 F4 analytics guy since May 17th. Um, again, it's for... <laughs> I don't think I feel like we haven't talked about him enough in terms of him even being like a, a trade piece if if the Cubs wanted to do that. I mean, sure, if somebody's looking for power, if right. that's the way they want, I feel go. like he's played well enough to where a team would. I don't. They're not going to send like a top prospect for him, but like maybe they could get something along the lines of what they got for Jock Peterson. Bryce Ball came back in the Jock Peterson trade, and he's tearing it up in Double A this year. Uh, I know he's a little bit older, but, like, he was looked at as a prospect that, you know, high risk, high risk, high or high risk, high reward type, you know, prospect, I guess, like someone who has taken a while to get anywhere. And, you know, he's really kind of turned his career around with the in the Cubs organization. We'll see if he ever gets to the Cubs. But maybe even something better than that, just because wisdom, again, tied for – 10th most homers in baseball. He's a above average offensive player according to advanced analytics. Jock he, Peterson's the other one of the other guys with 11 home runs you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean and I know we, his on base is only 297 at least going into tonight, but again, he hits homers and he he, you know, he plays really good defense. Like at least he does two of the three things That's that you would agreed. want someone from like him to do. Again, I would love for him to get on base more, but you know, I I do think he has been more productive than what a lot of casual fans think. Casual fans think this guy's just a a guy who was in the minor leagues and he's just you know playing because the Cubs need someone to play at third base. And it's like, no, this guy's playing like you could look at Christian Yelich's numbers right now, and Patrick Wisdom is playing better than him in every facet of the game. Let's so, end the podcast with that. I'm just and that that's just that's just facts. <laughs> Outside of the strikeouts. He still has more homers than him. Yeah. He basically has the same yeah. war. He has a higher uh, OPS than him. I mean. And he's making a lot less money. He's making a lot less money. So, there you go. You know. Well, happy, I, ha- Cody, happy two-week anniversary of being an analytics guy. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. That's Can't a good wait for point. the three-week. Uh, <laughs> Cubs will have a shot to split this series with Kyle Hendricks on the mound. Uh, they win 8-7 to seven, thanks to Patrick Wisdom. Thanks to Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. I'm Luke Stuckmeyer. Take care. Fly the W. And thanks for watching the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast.
Yeah. The, <laughs> they were. Up. They were really after us tonight. Yeah. The bots were straight up after.